Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome to the Supercoach Draft Christmas Special uh, featuring myself and two guys I've been waiting a very, very long time to get in studio to get on camera. Now that I've got them on camera, I understand why I didn't for so fucking long. The weekly rubdown, if you're not following them on your social medias, on your podcast, make sure you go and join them. Natty, Wook, I don't know who to hand to first. Who's in charge of this yeah, fucking no, I'll, shit? I'll, I'll go, I'll go first, away. mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us on here. This is very fancy. Very fancy. So thanks for coming. I feel like a truffle pig. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? No, I'll I make it sound mate. like it's my place. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm no. just a hoarder that never left, essentially. Yeah, no, good on you. Wook, welcome, mate. What's up? It's, it's been good. It's, um, look, it's great to be caught up in the big leagues. Um, being face on camera is probably not the best for everyone watching, but look, we're going to have a fucking ripper of, of a go. <laughs> yeah, and obviously uh, the boys have been doing... The boys have been doing uh, Supercoach Draft content for years now. When, when did you start? Oh, it was back in 2017, wasn't it? Or 2016, maybe. It might have been earlier than that. I, yeah. yeah, maybe six years been doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Good work. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just started it as a, like a bit of a laugh, really. And we had, I remember 10 people listening to us and we're just going, just rubbing our dicks over it. Just going, yeah, how, how good is this? <laughs> <laughs> We've got 10, ten, 10 people who are taking time out of the to listen to us going. babble bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, boys, obviously, you know, so many people play classic in Australia and it's weird because... Everywhere else in the world, when you're talking fantasy sports, draft is the dominant way to go, yeah, by far and away. So it is a little bit backwards in Supercoach, but mate, how good is it to see every year draft is building? And if you are watching and you are a classic player, get two, get five, get ten mates together, draft, you will never fucking look back. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it adds a number of dimensions to yep. the game. It's not like you're just looking at break evens. You're not looking at certain other things. No, there's a whole other layer of strategy that goes into it, and it's so much more fun. And I don't like I don't like that sort of like draft versus classic thing. You should be playing both. That's oh, a shit chart. Yeah. You should be yeah. playing both. Like if you're a classic guy um, or girl, and um, you know you've never given it a go, or if you don't have enough mates to make a league, DM us. Get in, get involved. We'll put you with like other like-minded people yeah. to give draft a go. It should be it should be that you play both. You, yeah. you, you don't have to pick a side. <clears throat> there is nothing more that I hate than when you see content creators and people who pretend it's like a fucking war between the two. No, mm. There's a place for both. Yeah. And I yeah. get it. I get it. Classic is, is good because you don't need to track down blokes. You know, it's a, it, you can play it solo. You're playing for money. It's, it's, it's a gamble. You're playing for big bucks. I get that. I'm a degenerate gambler. I know where you're coming from. But then on the other side of the coin, you've got draft where you, you can have 8, 10, 12, 14 mates and you can build... You can build something, you know. You yeah. can have trips away like we do, draft challenge days, you know, the bands are on WhatsApp. It's, yeah, it, there is a place for both. And I think especially like with me and my mates as we get older and kids and everything come into the picture, it's what keeps us all together. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly why I yeah. made the league, is, is to keep boys together and have an excuse to go away for a couple of days with the boys and just get on it. All of our wives, girlfriends, partners all know that at the end of February, there's just this weekend that's a black hole. Yeah. None exactly. of us exist Every year. for those Every three year. days, yeah. no matter what. Don't care what's happening. 100. And like 100. Part of our league's up in Queensland, part of our league's down in Sydney. So yeah. like the, the trip away for draft challenges and the draft day itself is just unreal. Yeah. It's so good. And the trip away, obviously, that's for draft day. So what both of our comps do, we're in two different comps. The boys are in the same one. I've got my own home league with my mates. 
Both comps go away together for a weekend, week, whatever it might be. The boys do their draft challenges on the Saturday or the Friday or whatever. Saturday, then they yep, have your draft day on the Sunday. Mine previously has been all on the same day. So you wake up, you do challenges, you find out your order, which means you've got about an hour until you turn around and then you that's start. Ludicrous. That's mm. madness. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love the pressure cooker. We've done it different this year. I actually liked how we did it this year. We did it, uh, the order was decided. We had a sweeps for Melbourne Cup. Yep. yep. And it went in that order. And, oh. uh, Guess who got first place? Nice. Oh, Jack. Georgie Rose coming Bang. in number one. Bang. How good. Bang. Very, one, very big. exciting. What does your draft day look like this year? Yeah, it's big. So we've got a we've got a house down in Crescent Head. So sort of halfway mm. between yeah. Wook and the boys um, up up north with me. Um, so Friday through to Monday, get there Friday, drink, catch up, have a laugh. Saturday's the challenge day. Um, and we've got things like it'll it'll start off with Dropout. So everyone has one dropout, furthest distance. You know, the longest dropout will get 12 points, the shortest will get one point, and it just goes on through the day. It's a bad Ta- day for a hamstring. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> telling, it's telling a bad day points. for a beer as well. <laughs> oh. Passing challenges, grubber challenges, we've got marble races. Uh, fuck, what else have we got? Just heaps of shit. Mario was, Kart was, this year, was, the yeah. Mario Kart challenge. Gambling bit. Gambling. 20 bucks, you got to turn it into whatever yep. you can. Beer pong. Um, just a full day of debauchery. And then uh, my old man is in the comp. Shout out to Big Al. Um, We've got a Big Al in our comp uh, too. Yeah, Yeah, he won it last year. And so he doesn't drink that much, so he's the timekeeper. He's the challenge keeper. Mm. He puts the points in. That way there's no arguments about, oh, no, I should have got this. It's like whatever Big Al says is fucking what goes. And we wake up Sunday. You've got your, um, your rank where you're picking. And then we draft. I think we need someone like Big Al in our comp. We yeah, had uh, one sensible. of our challenges last year was a um, paper aeroplane thing. Everyone had three oh, minutes that's, that's to make a, a CO with yeah. someone, I love that. Someone slipped a rock into theirs. What? And just scrunched it up and threw it. So there's a bit of controversy there. Woo-hoo. Always is on draft day. Yeah. I, lo- I love the petty arguments that end up happening. Uh, now, guys, let's talk about your comp itself. How many people are in it and what's the structure of your teams? Yeah, so we've got 12, uh, and so we've recently gone up to 12. Um, and because we went from 10 to 12, we wanted to keep the same sort of waiver wire action mm. throughout mm. the year. Yeah. So we dropped down the number of players on, on your team, so mm. your team makeup. You're starting, you're starting team. Yep. It went from 13 down to the Yeah, no, I, I've heard of the um, yeah. cowardish approach. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got 10, 10 run-on, four on the bench. Mm. And uh, look, it was, it was a bit of a... A trial because uh, some of the boys are like nah fuck that we want to keep it the same, but I think all the boys are on on board that yeah. because of the action throughout the year, um, we've kept it the same again. And even with the buyers, we've decided to keep it the same. We had a, had a vote whether we add more on the bench mm. or whether we keep it the same, and everyone sort of voted for chaos. Play yeah. through the chaos. Oh, I think you're better off going with don't fix it till it's broken. Yep. Yeah, and even if it is broken. It's not going to be a train wreck. Yeah, for realistically. Sure. You've got to give it a crack. Yeah, for sure. And in your comp, so explain to me how many hookers, front row, forwards, second row, how does it work if you've got the 10? So we've got the, the one hooker, we've got two front row forwards. Yep. We've dropped down to two, uh, two RFs. Mm. We've got the, both the halves. And then we've dropped down from four CTWs to two. And then we've obviously got the fullback. So um, got still got the four-man bench. And then four, four reserves. Yeah, four reserves, okay. yeah. So that's going to be a bit of chaos when it comes to buys, as, mm. we, as we know, every, every week. Team's gonna have a buy, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a bit chaotic. Yeah, the biggest one is the CTWs. Hundred percent. Yeah. Having two CTWs is fucking madness. Yeah. Like yeah. trying to work out who you're playing every week, who you're starting, who you're picking up <laughs> off waivers. Because the thing is, there's decent CTWs in the waiver all the time. Yeah. And you just don't know who to keep in your side. And it's wild. It's good. It's good fun. It sounds like one of the great luxuries of all time. Because my con <laughs> is one hooker, two front row forwards. Three two RFs, yep. halfback five eight. Then we've got four CTWs. Uh, yep. So as you guys said, there's always someone good on the waiver. There's never nothing. fucking mm, someone yep. good on the waiver. It is unbelievably yep. hard. Then one fullback. Then we've got four reserves. We tinkered with going to five reserves. Uh, I think we're the same as you guys. We're going to keep it and yep. see what happens. Uh, and your reserves, obviously, incredibly fucking important. Yeah, work out jewels, yeah. jewels, out. jewels. Pretty much. Yeah, My jewels God. and yep. a couple of flyers at the yeah. back end. Well, you've got to have, have a few punts on guys like Ezra Mams and yep. stuff like that that are going to have that breakthrough season. And, mate, when you do pick one of those flyers, 
Good God. It it's game changing. Yeah. Absolutely fucking game changing. 100%. And uh, we've got quite a few to talk about. We won't talk about them today, but I'm sure in the preseason, got a couple of black bookers. I know Ooh. mine's pretty fucking full just quietly. Okay, I'm looking nice, forward to this nice. season. So many so could be anything. Like There's a couple yeah. of could be anything. <laughs> We're calling uh, February the could be anything cup yeah, this nice. year. So I cannot wait for that to come around. Well done. You saved that up. You've been practicing that in the mirror. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Very well done. Uh, now, positional-wise, we already spoke about what both of our comps look like. Mm. What, what's your guys' game plan this year as far as positions? I know that, you know, I, I'm in a pretty um, – I'm in a very lucky situation where I know I've got pick number one this year, so Nathan mm. Cleary is my pick because so that takes halfback out of the equation. Yep. Um, I think this year, hooker, halfback, 5'8", fullback. Yep. It's going to be fucked. Yep. I'm so stoked I've got a halfback sorted. Yep. Uh, and then, as you said before, your duels, I think, in those positions – if you can find a 5'8 fullback or one of those guys, like yeah. Nico Hines was last year, Ezra Mam, these sort of guys are going to be so important. A few guys have lost it. It's Scott Drinkwaters, et cetera. Yeah. It's mm. going to be tough. What are you guys – what's your strategy as far as positions heading into 2023? Well, I think you, you kind of yeah. hit the nail on the head with the halfback. You kind of got to get that out yeah. really early. Um, but, yeah, fullback – a top-tier fullback is essential, I reckon – and we were talking about it before, your TRF, a high-quality TRF early on yep. is important. Hooker, I think, is just going to be a basket case. If you, if you manage to jag um, like Grant or Cook in your first two rounds, you're okay. Uh, outside of that, it's going to be a bit of a shit fight because you've got um, Marnie, who's, who's changed clubs. We don't necessarily know how he's going to play, whether he's just going to be a tackling machine, whether he is going to show a bit of the attacking flair that we know that he has from, from Rezies and stuff. If he's going to play 80. Whether he's going yeah. to play 80, because yeah. they do have Bindi in there, and he, he's an absolute gun off the bench. So, look, there's a number of, number of question marks there. Then you've got Appy, who's come across. Like, he, is he going to take more of a responsibility for attack because, like, he wasn't needed? for attacking Panthers. So, so many questions. And I don't know whether I'd be willing to throw a like a second round pick on that. Yeah. And I think with Hooker, I think every year I think, fuck, Hooker gets harder every single year. Mm. I think over the next few years, I mean, if you have a look at 2022, the team that won the comp, the Penrith Panthers, ran with two hookers. Yeah. Both Origin teams ran with two hookers. Kangaroos that won the World Cup ran with two hookers. Well, well answer me this. So, obviously, we're talking about Cook and Grant being the, the top-tier hookers, right, that you would take in your draft, do they have the upside that you would pick them in round two? No. 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 You're picking them because they're no. hookers. No. So let someone else take them. Yep. What, let what, hooker slide. What hooker is, is currently running around can easily have a, a ceiling above 100? No. no doesn't there exist. There and and people would say Grant, but it's not true. It I love like, Grant. I Grant, love him to be, awesome. but he's not Grant's that guy. ceiling is yeah. about 100. He'll get 80s and 90s for days, but, yeah, he's ceiling as a hunt. Yeah, and I think that this is probably one thing I've learned over the years that I will die on this hill. Pick a position in your spine every year yeah. and go, fuck it. Yep. yep. I'm not going to bother. Yep. So my, my position last year was hooker. Didn't bother with it. Do it got again. to the last do round. It. I managed to get Jeremy Marshall King, average yep. 55, 60. And do it again. And I think if you were able to get him this season, being up at the Dolphins, I think that's a great I'd be stoked. Up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, you'd be a bit concerned with having Nico on the bench, but far out. Like, I think there's a lot to offer with the um, – a lot of value to be had with Dolphins set up. I think there is too. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the same view there. with hooker that I do with front row forward. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, I'm going to keep an eye on it. Value's value. If it comes up, a guy pops up and I go, shit, that's great value, I'll jump. But I'm going to leave them because I just don't see the value early on in your draft with um, hooker and front row forward. Uh, fullback is your number one go, right? So oh, yeah. in, your, in your top 20 uh, average scorers from last year, excluding the guys that played less than 13 games, fullbacks accounted for 50%. And that's not including Turbo, of course, too. No, it isn't. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's and, and huge. And so, and so, is that including Puppy? Puppy, did he make uh, it? Right? Yeah, he, yeah, he just he made it. Just, yeah. just snuck in. So. And so you had six six fullbacks to score to average over seventy in that list as well. Yeah, so wow. you got to get it, your first two picks. You got to get a, a high end fullback, and it's going to mm. be even harder this year because you're going to have blokes like uh, Val Holmes, who is in this list, that are going to drop yep. DPP, right? Yep. So yep. it's going to be even harder. So. Especially if you're that top end of your picks, so picks one to six, get a fullback. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, and I think oh, I assume in that list that would include Val Holmes and Joey Manu, both of yes. them. Yes, yes, And I think there 10. will be others to follow, just based on how they're doing it at the moment and how they've taken guys. I think there will be more fullbacks. 
yeah, to yeah. fall realistically, yeah, which so. is scary. Yeah, terrifying because you need one. You need one, and so you take those guys out that had that DPP. Then yeah, it gets a little bit worrying. Yeah, because there's no doubt about the fullback position. It is a point scoring position. That's no, the Ferrari. It's, yeah, it's no, it's, it's where you collect your most dig. points on attacking yeah. plays. It's you got kick returns. It's just it has everything there. Um, halfback five eight scary. Thank fuck for me, it's not. Yeah. yeah. I can just go give yeah. a fuck. Who cares? Yeah. And look, if you're up the top like you are and you've got the luxury of picking Cleary or Hines, bada bing, bada boom, yep. mm. dust your hands of it, you're sweet. After that, it gets, it gets like, obviously in your first sort of three, four rounds, you want to get one. Yeah. 5-8's tough. 5 eight, yeah, eight's brutal. 5 eight is brutal. It's, it's up there with Hooker, I reckon, yep. with how difficult the position is. Because really, looking at the numbers, yeah, there's only four, uh, three in the top 20, and then there's only four in the top 50. And this is where I think if you're not getting one of those three or four, Mm. I don't think you reach. I think exactly. you're better off going to get a good two RF. 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah, I think with your first sort of one to three picks, you want a fullback and or um, a halfback 5'8". Yeah. So if you yeah. walk away after your first three picks and you've got a fullback and a halfback or a fullback and a 5'8", I think you've started really well. After mm. that, it's time to start targeting a couple of really nice, sexy Strike two RFs, yeah. And this is some of the numbers that really surprised Walker and I. Thirty-eight mm. percent of the top fifty is two RFs. Wow. Yeah. And it just goes to show, like, you can't understate how important getting at least one strike to un- strike um, two RF is. Yeah. Because you, you, your lanes, your Isaiah Papali's, like, they will win your comps. Like, you, you need your Ferrari, obviously, with the the fullback, but. You need one player to start to build up those those numbers each week, especially now because I think we're in the era where front row forwards they're, they're all fifty. Yeah, like they're, they're, there are a couple of guys best. that can go above that, but yeah. you're going to have to pay an arm and a leg. What a shit them. show front row forward was Fucked. last year. Like mm. I underestimated how bad it was going to be. Like it was just to get a guy that was going to get forty eight points week in week out was a struggle. Yeah. There was a there was about a five week period where Tom Burgess was out with a mystery groin or something, and mate, I was heartbroken every Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going, why the fuck <laughs> do I care so much about Tom Burgess? Yeah. But he was in in yeah. with how deep my comp was, as you guys can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Having a guy like him was fucking gold in the front yeah. row. It was, and that, that's like what I did last year. I didn't pick a hooker or a front rower until round. I think it was 15. Mm. And just went from there onwards, and all, all t- I didn't win the comp obviously, but it all yeah. turned out okay. But I think they are two positions, front row forward in particular. Leave, leave, leave. Oh, right? man. Yeah. If you can get two blokes that get you 45 every week and you pick them late in your draft, mm. and it's very doable because there's a, there's a gaggle of blokes that can get you 45. If you do that and you do that late in your draft, that's, that's the way to do it. And if you can jag one of those, like, dream jewels, the tour oh, yeah. front row forward, like an Isaiah Papali of last mm. season, I mean, he's lost it this season, and that's huge. That's huge because he was he is a set and forget in your front row forwards. Then you can target another another yep. 60, 60 average to have to say that spot. So they're dropping yeah, a jewels for for twenty twenty three is going to be mayhem. It's oh, brutal because yeah. it's the one year that we need more. Yeah, exactly. We need more dual position players, and they're going to strip so many blokes, and it's just going to fucking be madness. And I think uh, you know, obviously, along with, with who you just mentioned there, Isaiah Pupley, you got Tamalolo as well. Like these are two yeah. guys in the top forty that aren't going to. Mm. Are going to get a bait. Mm. Ruben Cotter, he's lost to RF as well. Yeah. He's sold the hooker. Um, it's going to be a brutally, brutally tough year. And I, I mean, we, we've already sort of tiptoed around a bit. My biggest advice to people would be with hooker, halfback, 5'8", fullback, probably not so much fullback, probably the other ones. Mm. If you can't get one of those top tier guys, don't stress. just let it fucking pump, pump go. Don't stress. Because at the end of the day, you're... You'll use a round two, round three pick on getting a halfback just because he's a halfback. Yeah. And you can get... Someone that, that isn't great at Supercoach. Yep. And Ilias, 10 rounds later, who he's not, he's not, not in that league. He's only 10 or 15 points away. Mate. Yeah. And, wh- and, and what are you be, filling those positions with? 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you've lost that 15 average or whatever it is, but what have you used those picks to gain yeah. in your team? And I think the other thing that people sleep on with halfback 5'8", is that when a player goes down, injured, suspended, most of the time you know who's going to come in mm. and you know who's going to play 80. Yeah. Back rower goes down. You don't know if players are going to come in and play. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to have a safe guy come in. What you know, as a guy like like if you were to grab, you know, keep a Jock Madden on your bench. You know, eventually at some point he's mm. going to be a halfback or a five eight. You're waiting for something to happen. Guys that had Tom Starling last year, I know it didn't work out perfectly. Yep. Yeah, but I think with your key spine positions, 
you can be a little bit patient and you can get guys that come good. I held on to Scott Drinkwater for the first six weeks last year, Amazing. seven weeks. Amazing. Everyone said drop, 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 what drop, a home drop. Run. Just wait and fuck. Turned out to be one of is is he one of the guys in your top twenty uh, averages yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like. I tell you what, Tom Starling is a bit of a trigger word for me because fucking hell, I was all. You wouldn't about, be the only one. Out I was there. all about him at the start of last season. I was like, like he is, he's he, all he is is one injury still away. Still got his dick in your mouth. I know, but he's he's like <laughs> he's, he was one injury away, and we knew that there was a bit of an injury history with Josh Hodgson, and I was like, you just keep him on your bench, and you'll be sweet. No one saw. That from the clouds, Zach Holford would come yeah. in and just yeah. be the starting hooker. There was no chance of that happening. Um, yeah, so that burned me in two leagues. So it was unbelievable was with Starling, like, in the process. And I remember us having this conversation. Mm. And I, I didn't have the balls to draft him, but yeah. I remember hearing your logic and going, yeah, I backed that. Yeah. He needed all these things to go his way for him to be relevant. All those things went his way. Yeah. And then fuck off. <laughs> and then yeah. it's, and then it's still yeah. one of the great the kicks in the dick of yeah. all time. Oh. Zach Wolford comes from third grade playing <laughs> East Rugby. Yeah. And become the starting hook. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah, from the Crazy. clouds. Oh, from yeah. the absolute clouds. But going to back going back to mm, yeah. um, the strategy. <laughs> now that we're done <laughs> with the, uh, the, the little whoop and, tantrum. Uh, and, yeah, well, yeah, and me bringing you two back in. The <laughs> <laughs> sensible one. Okay. Oh, so, like you were saying, don't, don't stress out if you don't get one of those big guys, yeah. halfback, 5'8". And we say this every year. One of our favourite quotes for draft is from Bruce Lee, Be Like Water. You know, be formless, be shapeless. You know, if it if the draft goes down a certain way and guys are really targeting halfbacks, shift. Yeah, there's gonna be there's going to be some sort of value somewhere else. Don't get sucked in and start reaching for halfback and five eights just because all the best ones are going. And that's why you, you, you cut pump, that up, Matty. You, you, you pump <laughs> your you pump your pre-draft lists so if shit happens, you can move. You can shift, you can dodge, you can yeah. duck, you can dive. Keep your head on a fucking like, swivel. You, you need to be you need to be very very mobile in this because with all these buys, it's changed how you should be drafting. You can't mm. be lumping all your eggs in one basket with a single team because in fact, there'll be there'll be three weeks of the year where they're not gonna, you're not going to have half of your team on play, on the field. So you got to be thinking about a bit of bit of depth, a bit of structure, and a bit of um, a bit of foresight with who you're bringing in. Boys, I feel like I've just seen the apex moment of the weekly rubdown on video format. Yeah. I feel like you've been building up to that with your Bruce Lee's no, for about well, four or five years. I every, fucking love that. Every year we say the Bruce Lee quote, yeah. and it works every year. It's like because you see, and you see it in every league that you're a part of. You see the draft happening, and and it could be any position: fullback, two yeah. RF, halfback. It just starts going, and everyone starts going. Fuck! I I wanted Angus Crichton. Who else? What's another two RF oh. I fucking need? And then six or seven two RFs go. And if you've got your fucking finger on the pulse, you just go, okay, what, what else, what else is happening here? The thing that triggered us was one year we had four or five hookers go oh, in yeah. succession. Yeah. Wow. And God, like, I love sitting back watching a rush. I saw that. Put we your saw, feet we up. saw this happen and I was like, when the first two went, I was, I was like, oh shit. And then I started to look at who was left and I was like, oh, everyone's going to leave it. And then like you were getting, this was way back when with Moses and Bye and a few others are getting picked up and I'm like, fuck. All right, now they're starting to get a bit of value. I love on draft day when you're sitting in the same room and you watch guys and you see a pick go that's a hooker and then you hear the next person go, oh, and you know, oh, here we go. Here comes a bed shit. It's the classic thing where just say Wooker's ahead of me and um, he picks the player that I want. The worst thing I can do is go and pick the next best player in that position just because he got that player in that position. Mm. And it happens every fucking year. Just... You got fucking sixty seconds. Collect yourself. Have a look. Who who else is there? But the good thing is with the pre-draft list, like y- your picks are there, and you can just go. Oh well, I'm I'm not going to pick him, and you can have a bit of a think around. Oh, I've already got three <laughs> roosters. I'm pretty sure I need to pump the brakes on that. I can't. Bro, we harp that. on about this every year, and every year it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Every, Every year, year it happens. It's great to see, though. Great to see. <laughs> yeah, I like it happening in the leagues that I'm a part of. Yeah. 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 I think people sleep on how long. That sixty seconds minute is you oh, got so yeah. much fucking. Time. Oh, when you freak yeah. out for forty five seconds, yeah. it doesn't leave you long to pick. That's it. Yeah. Just oh, calm, I have to calm yourself. One, one of my legs is thirty seconds. That's madness. It, it almost takes it almost takes that much time for the page to load. Yeah, that's and a league of psychopaths right yeah. there. That yeah, having that's your having your pre draft list is fucking important because I think I drafted two auto drafts last year because of how quick the turnaround was. I have no yeah. sympathy for sixty it. Yeah. seconds. Why the fuck no. would you? Sixty yeah, seconds. No. 
Yeah. Ask Mrs. Guru, you can get a lot done in 60 seconds. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to that buy planning. What a start. Um, yeah. New ball game. Yeah, oh, huge. Out the, out the window. This yeah. is a this is a new new way of doing it. And I think uh, I don't know about you boys, but I'm more than comfortable to say off the top. I'm not exactly sure what's the best way to go about this. I think we'll have a better idea at the end of the season. A lot of it has to do with like the players in your league. Yeah. Whether they're open to trading, yes. whether whether you think it's just a shut up shop sort of situation. If and that's that, the case, you have to be. Building up your team based yeah. on what you want in the finals. And, and this is the big thing in my comp. We might, if we have six trades in a year, that's huge. Mm. We, we have very few trades. If the, the overs-unders was five, I'd take unders every single year. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I straight away know that South Sydney, uh, Parramatta, they've got the buy-in round 27. That's my grand final week. Parramatta mm. players are just about off the table for me. Yeah. No, South exactly. Sydney players, prelim final, you've got to win that to make the grand final. Pretty much off the table for me as well. Where are you guys sitting as far as buys? Well, on the flip side, like because your final was in round 27, it was off the table. Our, our final being round 26. Yeah. So it was only playing two buys and not having a buy in the finals. Pretty fucking appealing. Yeah, very um, appealing. Very appealing. There's other, there's other elements to it, like um, losing... Uh, losing money, gaining hosts, yeah. and there's there's like loss of team structure. More to the point, though, if you can convince convince the village idiot in your draft comp that your grand final is round twenty seven, yeah, yeah, that's always sweep on some yeah, eels yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, o- and honestly, it's it's easier than you think. Which knowing some of the village, village idiots, yeah, mm. because no one actually checks settings; they just go off what the commissioner says. And yeah. since as as I'm commissioner, <laughs> I say whatever the fuck I want, and they'll believe it. Oh god. Every year this happens. I tell, you, I, tell you what, I tell you what's a really good measuring stick, Latrell Mitchell. Mm. So Latrell mm. Mitchell, obviously from last year's performances, you'd say he's a pick one to four in round one. Yep. He was a beast. He was a fucking Matty beast. Matty had taken pick zero if he could. <laughs> Automatic straight in your team, Matty. Um, but you've also got... So bunnies have no buy until round 16. Bunnies have the ninth best strength of schedule from uh, round one to eight. Latrell has the fifth best strength of schedule from round one to eight, but they don't play round 26. They have a buy in round 26. So if your grand final, like us, is in round 26, Mm. you've got a real conundrum on your hands when it comes to um, Latrell Mitchell, right? Do you want a, a quick start? Do you want to get runs on the board? Do you want to get two points week in, week out? Build yourself up. Come round eight, nine, ten. You're sitting pretty, maybe one, two, or three on the ladder, which I think is really important this year with all the buys. Uh, or are you going to, with your draft plan for finals? And if that's the case, you would let Latrell pass you by. Yeah. So in a perfect world, you would pick up Latrell. He would kill it. And then you would trade him high before his buys and before the rep season. But if you can't get a trade, what fucking league does that happen in? It's, yeah. it's, it's hard. Yeah. And he's he's a guy you know will play Origin. He's obviously going to have the buy mm. as well. So I think a lot of people would go in with the mindset of Latrell: start fast, then sell. Yeah, yeah. who the fuck are you going to? I sell think to? there's going to be value with Latrell in yes. most drafts because of that round twenty six buy. And I don't think like if he if I was pick seven eight. Mm. And Latrell slipped to me. I think that makes the decision for me. Mm. Yeah, and I think that at the end of the day, Latrell he might not play your grand final, but there's every chance that other guns won't either. Anyway, yeah, one hundred percent. There's every chance 100%. that well, round twenty-seven, you, you, or round twenty-seven and twenty-six, you got alternating teams, but probably just having a bit of a rest. Yeah, and this is the beauty of where if you can get your gun to play their buy round twenty-two. Around twenty five. I was just about to say this. Yeah. It sits very nicely. Yeah. Because but you know he's not going to be rested. Yeah, exactly. If you look at round twenty though, talking heavily off the dome here, <laughs> Penrith, Roosters, Melbourne, Manly have got a buy, I believe. Well, can you double check that? Oh, well, I'm pretty confident that's on the money though. So that's obviously your turbo, your monsters, your grands, yeah, your clearies. That's big. All those guys have got to buy that week. Now that's still seven weeks away from round twenty seven though. Mm. So is that enough time? Well, you would think so. If you get a rest, yeah. rest in it's round two months 20. though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. When you talk about it's, like that, it's, it is. It's yeah, two months. and it like it's a long they, time. And it depends yeah. where they're on the ladder as well. Yes. So, you know, if if they're cemented in their position and they don't need to win that last round, why would you? Yeah, and so that's where I think. We've been talking on Bloke and Abad the last few weeks, going through each team and talking about where we think they'll finish. It's going to be such a close comp this year. Fuck. I think oh, yeah. it could Especially really... Especially top eight, top nine. Yeah. And like, as a Nathan Cleary owner, I'm sort of I'm sitting here going, I know Cleary's going to do well, 
losing Appy and Kikau, hopefully mm. that just brings them back to fighting for a minor premiership yeah, or sure. second and yeah, third. Yeah. And that's sort of what I'm I, – I, I, I think there's a very good chance we're going to come down to the last round. Not only are teams playing for top eight spots or top four spots, they're playing for home finals. I, I yeah. totally agree. So I, I like this season from that perspective. Yep, yeah. yep. So, totally so round 19 is Broncos, Cowboys, Knights, Panthers, Roosters, Manly Storm. That's Fuck round. He's good at what he does. That's round 19. Round 20 is then South Canberra Dragons. <sighs> yeah, that's a sweet one. Mm. Interesting. So, and like Walker said at the start of the podcast, so Eels for us is really good. Because they, they don't have a, a buy to what, round 13. Yeah. And they have a buy in round 27, which is after our season. Because well, our grand falls around 26. So they're actually wow. a perfect team to target. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've got Eels, Broncos, Cows and Bunnies all not having a buy at all in the first 13 rounds. But on the flip side, round 24, 25, 26, 27, they'll have alternating buys. And I think this is so, where if you're not – Complete and utter super coach fucking nerds like us, yeah. And you are a bit more of a mid ranger, yeah. They're the guys you should be looking at. If you're yeah. like, like for our, like my focus is to win a comp every year. Other mm. guys would be. I just want to make finals, get in on yep. the banter and whatnot, yeah. Yep. Not be at the bottom, avoid a spoon, those yeah, sort of areas. Yeah. Shout out to half my comp. Um, <laughs> they're the sort of guys you could be looking at those first thirteen weeks, yep. yeah. Those smooth runs. I'm there. actually for the first time in. Me playing Supercoach, I'm actually really interested in starting the year strong. Mm. And I was saying to you earlier about, like, this year, especially with the buys, rep round, injuries just seem to be happening more often to, to these higher-end players as well. Like, if you start slow and you're on the bottom end of the table and then you come into buys and come into rep season and then get an injury, your season's over. Yeah. I think your season's over already by the sounds of it. <laughs> Thinking about the first 10 fucking weeks. Rattled early. I've never heard this please, before. Yeah. Please, please. How did last season end up, by the way? Ask Wooker. How'd you he go, lost. bud? I lost. Ah, oh, so two losers. There, there were no Three winners. losers. There were no winners at the stable. I made, I made the grand final. What happened to you in the grand final? Yeah, uh, Captain Ben Hunt. It's the, Benny Hunt. it's the week he was on, was it, minus four at halftime? I was pumped yeah. about that. It was good. Let's move on. What have we got next? Was, what was, we got that was a really good shout Top 10 picks. Let's get it. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Now, I thought before we uh, – does that cover us in buys? Is there anything else? <laughs> well, I think, I think on the flip side, so we're talking about teams that didn't have the, the buy in the first, like, 13 rounds. We've got teams like the Storm, Roosters, Titans, Panthers and Sharks. Four of those are very relevant teams. They have two buyers in the first 13 rounds. Okay. So that could really, like, give you a bit of a problem – at the start of the season to get yourself on a good good front. So people who have drafted players from there, they're going to be good draft targets. I mean, trade targets um, coming out of the back end of that round 13 because they're going to need wins. So if you're willing to cop a buy for one of those players... <laughs> Like and they, so you that, could get you could get some value if you're in a trading league. That, that, that's more so my line of thinking. I'm looking mm-hmm. at buys as I don't want the guys that have a buy in the last two weeks of my yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, I yeah. don't care. It's one week out of 23. Yep. But I mean, I, I, was, I was talking to Natty and, and his old man, Big Al, shout out. Um, <laughs> if, he, if he has a player who doesn't perform for a few weeks, he gets the shits. Looks, he's a, looks he's like a either trader. drop them yeah. or trade them out. So there's, there's, a, there's a couple of those players in every league who get the shits. And if they know that another a player's having a buy coming up, if you're willing to cop that zero... Jump in, grab it, take good, the loss. The good thing about our comp is you don't have any guys that throw tantrums. Uh, <laughs> um, shout out to them. They know who they are. What's your thoughts on the Roosters for 2023, Guru? Really like them. Yeah, really and I'm like just them. I'm just looking at, they've obviously got two buys in the first, up until th- round 13, right? So mm. you're going to ride that wave. But they also have the second best strength of schedule that we've got from 23 to 26. See, so yeah. for them, I don't, as long as their buys aren't the last two weeks, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I couldn't so care less th- they They're sitting pretty. And yeah. they're obviously going to be a better team. I, I normally start my season with two or three injured players. In my, as you guys know, it's yeah. one of my strategies every year yeah. that I, I just plan for the back end, and this year will be no different. Yeah. Mm. I I think that if you're if you're a good player that knows you're going to be top four, top eight every single year, 
I would just be avoiding buys come finals. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I don't give a flying yeah. fuck. Because at the end of the day, I think that if you're one of those teams that is struggling to make the eight, what's probably going to decide you're making the eight is just how many times you get lucky versus teams yeah. with yeah. guns having buys. I think, I think it's super important for your top three picks to, if you can, avoid having one of those players in the team that has a buy in the last three rounds. Yeah. So, yeah, it, that'll feed into the strategy. But we say it every year, value is value. Yeah. So and if, that's they fall, the thing. if they fall to you, I mean... You've got, to, you've got to give it a go. So I, on the other side of the coin, where you're saying is like, no, nah, I'm just going to play how I play yep. and run into 2023 how I do things, right? There's going to be people that are going to be overthinking this buy situation. 100%. Like, mm. they're going to go down a fucking rabbit hole. I feel like right? I'm, uh, I'm looking at one of them. But yeah, anyway, please. Proceed. <laughs> please. Please. There's a left, mate. <laughs> Calm up here. Don't worry about me, bro. I'll be all right. But the thing is, there's going to be a camp of people, right, that, that are going to let some of these players slip in the draft because of these buy situations, mm. right? And just what, like Walker said, value is value. Mm. You know, regardless of where the buyers fucking sit or whatever the fuck's happening, sometimes you just can't let some of these players go past you in the draft. And that's, that's something to live by. Like, if a player comes up, like we are talking about with Latrell, if he slips a, re- like, pick six, pick seven, because people are like, oh, he doesn't play round 26, you have to take him. And it's I as t- simple as that. I, I still tell, wouldn't. I tell you, you still what. wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Oh. Where would where would he have to slip for you? It's going to be my next question, next question for you guys. But, I, mate, if he's not playing grand final week, I, he's no good to me. But he can, That's he, always my he can, thinking. He can be it's used as a player in that situation as well. Like, getting towards the back play. end of the season. Yeah, in, in a, in if a, you play we, player bets, yeah, in your fucking... Unicorn comp over there, yeah. which oh. is a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. In that situation, I get it, yeah, but in yeah. mine, where Alpha my comp doesn't trade too much, Big and dick hey, how the f- oh, <laughs> ten man with four players on each team, fucking <laughs> spare me. Whatever. Um, in a situation where there's not many guys that trade, which I think is most serious comps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How the fuck are you going to convince someone? How hey, give you this really good player who doesn't play the one week? The fucking matters. Yeah. yeah, you've got to you've got to rely on them. Not you can't have an informed person. Yeah. And if you're playing for money, which a lot of the leagues are, I guess you target the blokes yeah. that are struggling to make the finals in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a a lot to. It's risk. hard. It's yeah. hard. It's a huge risk to make. Yes. On a on and like I said before, the top two picks. I don't think I would be wanting to throw away on that for what upside you get. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where. You know, as much as Latrell's an absolute gun, and I have no doubt whatsoever he's going to be a gun this year, if something happens that he gets injured, suspended, mm, whatever it might be, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is your and season it, down the drain. And it is a lot different in our league because Latrell could win me two players. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah. And, do, you, do you want to quickly explain what you're talking about there? Yeah. Like, like, if you have a look at the last three seasons, Latrell hasn't played more than seventeen games in any of those three mm, seasons. Yeah. By suspension or injury. Yep. So you, you've got to take that into account. In a 27 well. round comp, that's only two thirds of a comp he's played yeah, at no. max in the last three well, years. Yeah. I mean, they'd only be playing 24 games. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah so. even, but even, even more even so. Still, than, even yeah. still. So even like, you, you, need, you need your top tier players to be playing the whole season. Unless it's turbo, you can play half the season and you can still win your comp. I'll tell you what, though, if you want to buy a beer with Maddie and get him to sit you down and tell you how good Latrell's going to be with a full mm. pre season <laughs> and everything, you is might take shout? him pick fucking Is it your one. shout, Maddie, if I talk about how good Cookie and, and Latrell is? I mean, yeah, I've paid for all those beers in that fridge over there. So. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears. Copy. It's our currency. Copy. It might, it might be a wandering <laughs> chat, though. Uh, no, yes, yeah, so our league, just to explain. So we run, it's wild, it's wild, it's madness. We play a bet. Um, so just say I'm playing Wooker um, and there, there is certain bets that are written out that We've you can ma- use. We've got mandatory bet rounds. So yeah. like the, it's set up for all the year. Certain rounds, every second round will effectively have a bet round. Yep. And then it's free for all. If you want to add, add to that, another bet, great. If you want to bet on non-bet rounds, also great. So for example, round one, you have to bet player versus player, uh, a guy that you've drafted in the first five rounds. So that actually changes how you draft as well. So some yeah, guys yeah. some guys pick, um, they actually reach for guys because of who they know they're playing in round one. It's good, a good matchup. Oh, so they yeah, can yeah. use, you do it every year, bro. I oh, know, I do it every year. Um, to use them in the bet. Right. Um, but in saying that, just say Walker and I are betting um, and it's Latrell versus Teddy. Say or something like that. That'd be wild. That'd be that would be big. But whoever, if I take a player off him, I don't give him my worst player. Yeah. Like if I take his, if I take, uh, just say I took Cleary off him and I had Hines, 
and I think Cleary's better than Hines, I give him Hines. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, you're it, not. It's, crip- a, it's a gentleman's agreement that, like, you're oh, not that's absolutely dangerous. fucking <laughs> over people. It's yeah, right. it's don't be a cunt rule, really. That's yeah. what it is. And I've been trying to put that into actually, our league <laughs> quite some time. Actually, <laughs> no one wants to listen. It's actually yeah. been adhered to. Yeah, it's well. been pretty good. That's no, good. Even with yeah. even with a few pricks in our league, yeah. it's um it's been adhered to. So. We got these three slimy real estate agents in our comp. Oh. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You know who you are. No, they know who they are. You just you can't get anything. Well, we've faster. got a lawyer in our league, and you can. You know, oh my he's, god, he's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I hate he's, your he's competition. A lot of work, it's guy. the wild west of super coach. It's, it's proper coach. And this cowardly. is why draft is great. Yep. Like, you know what I Love mean? That. Like this bullshit that we're talking about right now, if you're playing classic and you've never, never given draft a go, this is the yeah. sort of shit you get into. I find so it good. unbelievable how much effort you two put into your stats and everything when seemingly it's those weeks that decide your fucking comp anyway. Oh, yeah. But it, get, but it gets us to the point where it's those weeks that matter. Yeah, and we we do it for the people, and we do it. For, we, we don't do it, do it for, for us. us. We do it yeah. for everyone. We do it so for the rubbers. <laughs> it just hel- it helps us make those decisions. Oh, the rubbers. <laughs> we're not just like throwing a dart at the dartboard. It's a, it's an informed uh, decision that sometimes fucks up, but it's um it puts us in the best stead. I like that. All right. Um, now I thought I'd just quickly. I'm obviously lucky enough to have picked number one, which someone in mm. every competition will. Yeah, uh, is Nathan Cleary the Standout Uno Clearly Yeah clearly Um, And like in a comp like mine I've got pick one I've got clear Which is great Got my captain sorted And whatnot. Means I don't get another pick Until pick 28 Yeah yeah So it's a long way to wait What sort of guys If you're in my position What sort of guys Are you looking at Around that 28 Sort of mark Would you be trying to fill Another spine spot You might be reaching By that point potentially Yeah Or do you go for a good 2RF I would look first At what fullbacks are available Yep and then after that, 2RF. Yeah, for yeah sure. same, same. Because if there's nothing there for fullbacks, I guarantee you're going to get a really good 2RF. Yeah. Both your top-tier hookers are gone. 5'8 uh, is a basket case. And the good ones will be gone. You might you might jag a guy like um, Cody Walker, but you're not wanting Cody Walker for round 27 or round 26. Mm. So, yeah, I think I think there are going to be guys who, who will slide as well. Uh, or, or you could even pick up like a KP. If he slides up, yeah, Kate. I, I before Shh, the other told day, you not to mention KP. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, I was sort of looking at Scotty Drinkwater, hoping you would keep Julie yeah, Hazard. Yeah, so he's one that could be still at fullback. Yeah, what a kick have. in the dick. Yeah, wasn't yeah. stoked. Is Scotty that. Drinkwater that is there at fullback when you pick in your second? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm oh. pretty confident that by that point, KP will have five eight. Mm. I think he becomes really interesting. I was. Yep. So far off the KP train last year, but I just think with Hastings arriving, he'll do well there. I yeah. think he'll collect a lot of points. Um, so one of those two guys, but then on the other side of it, you've got your guy, you might get an Isaiah Papalit who might drop down there. Yeah. Sort of spoke about in pre-show, there's yeah. dangers around there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, especially in my comp, which I don't know if we mentioned or not, we both we both play captain's leagues. Yeah, 100%, have to. So uh, obviously captain's league, your, your first guy, 100%, 100%. <laughs> I hope everyone took offence to that too. Um, it's truth. It's, your first pick is so important. So having Cleary is massive for me. My second pick, I probably don't need to go for that extreme high ceiling guy. Yeah, that's yep. true. I can sort of try and play it yep. a little bit safer. Yep. Uh, you guys obviously don't know what, what pick you are at the moment. No, but no. I think it's fair to say that there's about the top six. Yeah. Yep. Cliff. Yeah, yeah pretty everyone much. Else. Yeah, 100%. So if your pick 10 in your comp, let's say mm. worst case scenario... What sort of guys are you... Pick 10. Isn't that a struggle? You, you, you obviously do get back-to-back picks, which I'll be yeah, in the same... Yeah. I, I'd be in the same boat at 28, 29. Um, is it easier if, if we go through our sort of top 10 first? Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah, work, yeah. Our, work our way through. So we've all got clear at one. Yep. Clear at one, yeah. Number two, your boy. I know you're very I high think, on Nico. It's, it's got to be Nico. Like, Nico, he's, yeah, right. I, he's got a way that he could drop back, and that's the concern, and obviously losing fullback... It, it doesn't help his, his position. But do, you remember, do you remember that year we were real big on Hines and everyone told us we were all fucking crazy? Oh, it, it, and we said, take it, him it in the seems, first round? It seems like it was it was fairly recent. Yeah, it was. Cut really. this out, yeah. Matty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did pretty well for you last year. I My only worry with Nico is that he's coming off a career year. Yeah. It's the only sort of sample size we've seen him at halfback. I'm still confident he's going to do well. I think worst case scenario, he's a 60, 70 point halfback. I think Absolute worst. Oh, yeah. that, that is that is base bottom. Yeah. Like base, I, base bottom. I think 60 was probably over the top. 70 yeah, yeah. was but probably yeah, that's, absolute that's worst case scenario. But I just, 
I just worry coming up a career year the way that the Sharkies finished last season. It could go the other way. They could come back mm-hmm. and go, fuck you. We should have been better than that. We explode. Yeah. And I think they should have finished better. To be yeah, honest. I agree with you. But I just I look Owen, over the last... Owen two in the finals. If you look over the last, you know... 15 years outside of the Penrith Panthers last three. It's only really been the Melbourne Storm and the Roosters that have been able to consistently stay top four. It's not yeah, easy yeah. to do. Yep. At the end of every season after a team does it, it feels like it is, but mm. it's not in reality. Yep. So I just and like you said, it's going to be harder this year. It's going to be heaps fucking harder. Yep. They're, yeah. they're not going to have that good run that they had last year, which yep. I think is something you spoke about pre-show. Walk no, about exactly. his scores there. Yeah, so look, I, I feel like it, it is a bit of a gamble, especially throwing out your second pick on him. Yep. But if I've got the second... Pick, I will be going goal kicking half back. It's a shallow position. You don't really have you're to not say gonna, much you, more. It's a shallow position, and you're getting a top tier elite player. Mm. It ticks. It ticks too many boxes. I think um, it's funny. I, I look at all these names: Cleary, Hines, Turbo, Pappy, Munster, Latrell, Teddy. I could honestly give you a reason for all of them why I'm worried. Oh, yeah. yeah, Cleary without Appy, Hines yep. coming off a career year. Where would you take Turbo's Tur- Turbo? Where would you take Tur- Turbo? Turbo's already had his twinges in his hamstring, and three days ago it. before the injury, I would have taken Turbo at two. Still, same. Yeah. No, exactly. Same. Oh, so a few days ago you would have taken him before Hines? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I, I, yeah, okay. before his injury. Yeah, hundred yeah. oh, percent. Okay, he's he's he's, 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 he's a league he's winner. He's interplanetary. Like I would almost say, <laughs> if if he didn't have the injury issue, almost ahead of, almost okay. ahead of Cleary. But in saying that, he's going to be back during he's the preseason, but. He's potentially going to have a bit of a niggling injury through the season. Like it's not going to be a hundred, but you wouldn't have a hundred percent confidence that he. Did you have a hundred percent confidence three days ago? No, I, I did. Though. Where would you because take his, him? His injury of turbo. His, his injury was his shoulder. It was. It wasn't even related. He hadn't had a uh, hamstring okay. injury for about nearly, over twelve months. Three days ago, or now? Yeah. You obviously had Pappy after Hines. Yep. Yep. Is Pappy fourth? So you I, had. I do want to. I do want to. Confirm with Brian about Pappy. Just yeah, Pappy to, worries me. Yeah, yeah, just with just with the t- Patella. Like, if Brian says sort of nah, he's good, then sweet. But it, I, I've no, I've no idea about that injury. I've got no idea how guys come back from it. It's a lot um, of pressure on the knee with the type yeah. of game that he's got. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing that I saw the other day, which this is a classic. We take Super Coach too seriously and we look too far into it. He signed up to play in like a charity cricket oh, match or something yeah. in the preseason. Yeah, I just think right. if his knee was fucked, he would not. Be he's not signing up for that two months nah. out, especially no, when true. you could potentially just get caught one right on the knee. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. A yeah. fucking but fuck, two kilo what, brick coming at you in a hundred. What a what an injury go. though. Yeah, like to have a shattered patella. That's just if he's sweet though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. incredible. Yeah, he's up there. Like, so, so you had Cleary tur- Turbo. Hines, Pappy, before the turbo injury. Yeah, now you've yep. switched. Have you got Pappy or turbo? Which one have you got? Uh, or is, it, is that a talk to physio? And it's then? a talk, well, to, it's yeah. a talk to physio for and us. Look, so, yeah. To be honest, I don't know what to do with turbo. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know where to draft him. I don't know whether I let him slide and, and he be someone else's problem or if I take – he is – We've got the same discussion as we were talking about with Luttrell. Yep. Like, yeah. he hasn't hasn't played over 20 games I feel like we had this conversation while. two years ago with no, Turbo we did, we did. where it was like he's the number one gamble in Supercoach draft. Yep. It's like you take him and if it works out, you will win your league. Yep. You yep. win or you die trying. 100%. And so it's like is the gamble worth – the upside that he presents, which is fucking, like you said. He could potentially average over 110. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to my mate yesterday, uh, a few last week actually, about this is before the turbo injury. He's got pick number two. Well, yep. he, he can, he's got choice number two, so he mm. can pick it two, three, wherever he wants. Yep, yep. He knows I'm going to take one at Cleary. Yep. And he was sort of saying to me, like, he, he, he liked Hines like you guys. Yeah. And he was sort of saying, fuck, maybe I take pick three and I get Hines there because someone will go turbo. All mm. of a sudden, now that Turbo's got this injury, yeah, you might get Turbo at four or five in your yeah. comp. Yeah, I think that's super value, especially if he's if he's done if he's getting his Mate, second pick at that three or four picks could, earlier. He could slide. He could slide into difference. the round in round two nah, in some leagues. I, I, so. I swear to God, on he name will. Alone. No, not in not in leagues. leagues. Not in leagues. That's what they're doing. Because people are freaked. People are going, ah, oh, no, he's, he's done. So, so tell me if you're pick seven off that cliff, you're not then looking at Turbo. Oh, well, we are because we know would, we know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. In a like, I mean, like, sure, he's still a top five. Yeah, regardless of the injury. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, he's I, got he's got so much time to get that right, do the proper rehab, and we know that he can rehab his his hammies good now, and he knows the process and and, and all that. So I don't think that it's going to be as much. But if so. you're if you're keen I, on turbo and your WhatsApp is humming along nicely already in the preseason, <laughs> I would start. 
pumping out yeah. the content on Turbo about how many games he's played every yeah. every season sell for the last four sell seasons. Sell the story to make people a bit um un- post sure, post right. all the hamstring injuries, post everything, just start getting some doubt. We should start a business selling like fake, um, fake news, fake uploads, hosing <laughs> yeah. down huge. certain players. Oh. Huge wouldn't be a bad little industry. Um, okay, so those are our four. Yep, five: Munster, Latrell, Teddy. Uh, I mentioned before that I've got problems with all these guys. Munster. Yeah. Throw him with a beer in his hand the other day. That worries me. Yeah. After oh. lost season. Yeah. Yeah. Latrell. Um, it all depends on when your grand final is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if your grand finals, twenty seven. It's still a problem for me, but yeah. Yeah. but yeah. if your grand finals around twenty six, it's yeah. a serious problem. If your grand finals twenty seven, you take Littrell next. I think. I don't think the positions for any of the top ten are one hundred percent solid. Yeah, it's a bit wild. Even yes, even, yeah, I agree even, with even Cleary, I'm, yeah. I'm not one hundred percent. You don't know with the effect that Appy because I think Appy yeah. is underrated for the impact yep. that he has on that Panthers squad. Yeah. So mm. I, I think with the Appy one, it's going to go one way or another. Yeah. I think if it goes the bad way. I think it could cost Cleary five to ten points, but yeah. I still think yeah. it'll be good. I, I think I think the like with Appy leaving, I think that probably helps Dylan Walker because it, it, it might unlock his attacking output. Out, out like Dylan I think Ed, it, Dylan Edwards. Edwards. D- d- that's what I said. Dylan Edwards. Dylan Walker. You said. Oh, did I? Yep. Dylan Edwards. No, Dylan Walker's not going to do fuck. Fuck all. have you brought in, honestly? Oh no. Having beers you had, bro. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dylan Edwards could be a real smoky for yeah. a real top tier. Um, I'm hoping it forces Cleary to just take full control and just send him to another strategy. If he can get mm. good service out of dummy half, that's all he needs. Yeah. Just put the ball out here, fucking let the rest go. And this is where I also wonder, losing kick out on that edge, yeah. I wonder if the right becomes the strike. Could well, be. It, it, on the stats, especially with try scoring and, and uh, random stats guy and I were talking about this throughout the year, like it was very left dominant to start the year. Yeah. And then when Cleary really started hitting his straps, all of a sudden you saw all of it start switching out to the, the right. Shift. Yeah, there was. 100% the, the, there was. It wasn't just the Panthers though. It was like pretty much the whole league were really left dominant in attack. And then second half of the season, it, it kind of shifted back to the right. The other thing I love too is that during that World Cup, Cleary played a lot down the left. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that Mate, they just give him a If he plays both license. sides of the ruck, yeah. stop that, that would be That would be dangerous. Yeah. That would be very and dangerous. And I, I think there's a legitimate chance that he might without Appy. I really do think there's a chance that he might play both sides. So I think he's, he's, I think he's also a dangerous a ball runner. Like, he loves a run you, too. You cannot, cannot underestimate how many tries we'll get this season. Yeah. Luai without kick out. Big stay away from me. Yeah, but I'll tell you who I love. Isaac Tunga. Mm. Yeah. I love him yeah. not having to run that same fucking line every time yep. and getting pounded into the earth. Nice, nice decoy. Early nice ball. Nice decoy. Nice decoy. Nice decoy. Fucking never get any points. There's get a try scored every time, but never get any points yeah. for it. Whereas now you're going to have Luke Garner, who's going to be more of an orthodox sort of back rower. Mm. I just think Isaac's going to be in for a Cleary on season. the left side of the ruck to Tango. Oh, stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Did this desk just lift up? Oh, <laughs> it wouldn't have moved much, but it would have moved. Matty, we need some tissues. <laughs> um, James Tedesco. He's, I think he's the player before the cliff hits. That'd be yep. fair. Yeah, he, yeah. Him, Latrell, Munster yep. around that mark. Yeah. Uh, we sort of spoke pre-show. My worry with Teddy, and I'm glad it's something I'd not have to worry about, is that Manu is playing this roaming role. Mm. I just worry that Manu takes too many points off Teddy. Teddy's still going to be a great player, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just worry that he might have to share that ceiling a little bit. I think you've got a bit of a different viewpoint on it. Yeah, look, I, I do I do think that he'll be sharing a little, little bit of those points with Manu because I think Manu is going to have that roaming role, like you were saying. But I, I think the Roosters as a whole outfit, I think they're going to be doing it across the whole season. Mm. And I think he's going to be in attacking, um, attacking form throughout the whole season, whereas he dipped in and out uh, um, through parts of the year and same with the Roosters as a whole. So I think Roosters are, are a real shot for Premiership, but I also think that Teddy is going to be a big part of it. I mean, Manu is heavily, heavily wasted as a centre. We've seen what he can do, especially with in the World Cup. Like he's, They did say he was going to have a roaming licence last season. We saw a little bit of it at, um, through parts. Where their buyers sit, Manu isn't really going to get too much of a crack at the um, at the fullback spot 
because and, yeah, can you explain that? So their buyers because are, their buyers their buyers will fall at the same time as the Origin. So the Roosters won't be playing, but Teddy will be playing Origin. Yep. So in previous mm, seasons gone by, big. Manu Manu would have filled in at fullback or filled in at five eight. Got an absolute buttload of points, but it's just not going to happen again. Um, will not happen as much. Yeah. But I mean, Teddy could go down, um, but he's been pretty resilient since he's had his knee issues um, back at the Tigers. And so. for all you know, during that origin period, they might give the young fella a shot there too. Yeah. Mm. Game here or there. Yeah, so, yeah. Or they might split minutes or whatever. Like it's just, I, And he's the next big thing. Yeah. I think where so. we've got him as well, around that 5-6 pick... I think that's also taking into consideration those worries. Yeah. Because usually Teddy's sitting up around that two. Teddy's a top three pick. In, and in seasons gone by, he's a top three. Exactly. And we've moved him down to, say, five. I think that's where he sits, regardless of how Manu fits into the, the equation. If Manu didn't exist, though, I still couldn't possibly take Teddy one or two. No, no, no. no, 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 still no, no, no. It'd be at best that. three. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, I, yeah, I, I'm not as high on Teddy as... Others, but I, I still, Teddy, I still think you can win a comp with Teddy. Like Teddy, yeah. Teddy was disappointing last season, but he still averaged nearly eighty. Yeah. So, and this was a disappointing yeah. year for output, and really, all he needs is like to string together the season, and with the Roosters playing better, I think they're, I think they're a real go. Once you drop down the cliff. I think the guy sitting on the bottom of the cliff is Harry Grant. Yeah. Um, maybe and he's it, halfway it, up the cliff. It's a, it's a whopper of a cliff, though, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think Grant's probably the midway guy. He fills mm. a really tough position to fill, which lifts him up a little bit. Yeah. Um, as you said before, his ceiling is 100. Yeah. But he doesn't have that well, he's got a 150 he's got a, finish you on Thursday night yeah. score in him. He's got, a, yeah. he's got a floor of, like, 70, though. So it's yeah. you know what you're going to get from him. Um, we've got other players that... Um, like Isaiah Papali, he's he had an average last season of eighty. Mm. I mean, he, is he one that you're considering shifting clubs, different structure? Ty, Eels to Tigers, it's a it's a bit of a step down. Yeah. in attack. I mean, and I mean, he's another guy similar to a few guys in these top seven. Some of them aren't, you know, Hines, probably Pappy. Mm. Uh, they won't play Origin. Yep. Whereas this guy, he will disappear for six weeks, smack in the middle of the season. Mm, yeah. um, at, at least he won't play 80 minutes in the Origin no. Arena. Um, yeah, Harry Grant's a very interesting one. I'm, I'm not convinced you can win a comp with Harry. You can be relevant. Yep. He'll get, if, you, he'll get you to the finals. I don't think he'll win you a final. Yeah, and I think last year, when you think about Turbo, Pappy, Cleary, all these guys are out for Supercoach finals. I think it opened it up a little bit more mm. to winning it with someone else in your comp. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If they're all fit, I think a top five pick should win 85% of comps. Yeah. Mad Dog versus Grant. Mad Dog. Mad yeah. Dog ceiling. I think the ceiling, exactly. Yep. So you take Munster because he has that ability to but go 120, 130. Munster's floor, even though like he, he might not be fully relevant in some of the games, he'll still score you 60. Like mm. he still has like those those pump out runs where he just goes on a tear. I, I hear everyone always say, "I'll oh, pick Munster because he's exciting to watch." I find him frustrating as all fuck to watch from a super coach point yeah. of view because yeah. he should be scoring two hundred a week. Yeah, just, he should it, be. He, just, he sits back and lets the game yeah. happen, which like it's it, it's good for the the storm, but yeah. so it's not good for an owner. It hurts for super coach. Yeah, it hurts. I he's an, he's another one that I'm glad I don't have to consider. If I was yeah. sitting there making up my mind between Munster and Grant, I would go Munster, yeah. but I wouldn't be confident on it. Yeah, at all. He would probably be my next pick after Teddy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At like six seven around that mark, yeah, yeah. I think that's where he belongs. Mad I think mean, he'd be, be around that sort of area, and he's he's pretty much been there for the last three years, to be honest. Around yeah. that sort of, we I think you'll always we be were there. huge, yeah. huge on him last season. Yes, we thought, oh yeah, he's off the drink. He's he's everyone. It's finally going to be this year where like he'll do everything that we were expecting him to do. It was good. He, he averaged was, he was close. Yeah, he was close. But yeah, eighty one did he? Mm-hmm. Eighty one. Yeah. So not bit, bad. a bit higher than you remember. I was the same. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Pappy missing for 
a lot of the year yeah, though. He had to step up, step and, ups a little yeah, bit. He played yeah. a bit of fullback, and you got to ride the wave a little bit with him as well because he does have down games, but then he has those yeah. fucking games. I, I, I don't think he'll go eighty-one again personally. With yeah, everyone yeah. back. I think I think he'll probably step back to maybe seventy-five, maybe seventy even. Yeah, but you still get some good games out of him. But he, like you, like you mentioned, frustrating as an owner. And he plays five eight. He's a five eight. Like yeah, yeah, it's true. such yeah. a scary position. Like mm. if you lock down Mad Dog Munster as your five eight, fuck, that's a lot of stress that you don't have to worry about later on. Certain, your certain forget. The other thing that worries me about Melbourne is just their forward pack. Yeah, mm. I'm just it's light. It's light on. Yeah, I'm just not sure if they're going to be as dominant as what they use. I mean, they weren't as dominant as what they well, were last not, year. It's not yeah. even just the like the front row forwards. It's it's also it's the everything. Edges. It's the back it's like, row. Oh, you just very like you, you're trusting, very and Craig Bellamy's done it time and time again. You're trusting him to get the best out of Tarek Sims and Eli Katoa from yeah. New Zealand. So does I that does Ellie that mean Kata- they lean on Munster more because we know that he goes through the stratosphere? Mm. If if a team just goes help, yeah, but I. Don't think he's a twenty-six week guy. No, 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 that's no. my true. worry. That's he, true. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll go on a tear. Yeah. If, if you put him weeks. in a final series and go yeah, help, yeah. I'm drowning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's gonna. I'll fuck everything guy. inside. Yeah. But over twenty-six weeks, I just, I don't know. Especially 100%. when he goes and plays Origin for yep. seven old weeks. Um, where does Jerome Hughes go? I know he's not a top ten sort of guy, but he's sort of the forgotten guy. I think, he's, guy top, I think he's top twenty. Oh, 100 He falls like on the turn for our league, so twelve. 13. I think so, yeah. I think he's around that sort of so value. Round one in your league. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to end think of round he one. normally is, yeah. yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, now that you take Moses and Dill Brown out of the equation in our comp, mm-hmm. Hughesy probably is up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do the Parramatta boys go? And who's the first to go out of Moses, Guffo, Dill Brown for in your comp? Um, for me, it would probably be Moses because he's kicking. But I, and I don't think the Dill, Dill bags will back up. What he did last season. I think I'll go Dill. Is that I'm the punt? I'm, yeah. gonna ba- I'm gonna back him. I'm back coming him. coming off his international start. He's gonna have he's mm. gonna have his fuck he's gonna have some fucking his dick swinging. He's gonna have some confidence. He's gonna come back in this side. Yeah, I I I I like Dylan to go again. Seventy like seventy four for last season. Like I, I, I drafted him last season on the punt that I knew what he could do. And he he delivered in spades. He it was awesome. I just don't know with the losses that they've had and the change in, in team structure. I just don't know. That's my worry. Josh Hodgson yeah. coming in. He's Josh Hodgson coming in. He's he's obviously attacking minded and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Marnie's a delivery guy. Marnie, Marnie's delivery. Good. Get service, the guns ball done. Yeah, Hodgson in like the nicest way possible can be a selfish hooker yep. because he, he's so talented. He does yeah. overplay his hand at times, which so, leaves yeah. the halves with their dicks in the hand. It leaves Gutho as well for me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. As I'm not going near him because they're 27, lost, but I couldn't do it anyway. But Gutho's to your question, out right of those three, if I was going to pick one first, I, I'd go Dylan. Yeah. Out of those three. Like, Gutherson isn't in my stratosphere for like top-tier fullbacks just because he, he does have those 30-point games in him, and that scares me. For a top tier player, I don't think you can win a comp with Guffer no. in, in a good comp anyway. Also, with Moses and Dill Brown playing so well, and Lane coming through as well, like it's pretty hard for Gutho to see himself as that you know that top tier attacking player in that side yep. with all these other fucking weapons. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I I feel like some games you look at him, you go, "Is he worried? Is he just getting in the way? Like he just does wants to do his job." Delicate balancing act. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, that's my worry with him. That Josh Hodgson could be the uh, yeah straw that broke. Yeah, for sure. I'm just mate, just talking about this top ten. Last year it was so definitive. Yeah. You talk about top ten, you go, "This is what's going to come." Bang, 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 bang. This year, you talk five, and even the five, like you could swap them around. But after five, well, I mean, the, the five's old. tough. I think a really now. good There hasn't been like there's been one injury out of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's going to be more. To, there's going to be more yeah. fucking shit to happen. So, Absolutely. which is good for draft. I mean, because people are going to have to take punts, people are going to have to take gambles, which means there's going to be value later on in the draft, and it's it's going to be, you know, do your research and it's you just back your gut. Yeah, where, where a, do you guys see DCE? DCE? Uh, not an issue for me. Don't yeah. give a fuck. No, no, I know. No, yeah, yeah. halfback sorted. It all depends on turbo. Yep. Yeah. If you back tur- if you back turbo, you back DCE, and if you back turbo, turbo is a top three pick. Um, and if you do that, then you got to take DCE around that pick fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I'd look at and stats from last season. He's down at 20, 24. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Without. Without turbo. Without yeah. turbo. And that's yeah. what you're going to get without mm. turbo. Yeah. 
That's amazing how much falls on his back. <laughs> Everything. Well, he is manly. Yeah, I can't put it any anyway else. Yeah. Like he is manly. Now, boys, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So just our, our key points from today, draft day. Leave front row forwards to the end. Yep. Mate, and don't hooker. Even, don't even consider. Front row forwards, hooker. Yep. yep. Leave them to the end. Low, low priority. Don't get stuck into the vortex of oh, yeah. going after these yep. guys. Uh, what other tips would you be giving? Really pump out your pre-draft list. Yep. Um, go through, rank rank out each, each of your positions and then rank them ba- and then feed it back into, into the thing. Have a look at the teams that have the buys around where your final is. Really have a think about it because when you get into your, your draft, you want to make sure that you know that, oh, fuck, I'm not picking up all these Eagles players. My final's in round 27. Like, have it, have it in your head and keep tracking it through. Like Especially if you back research, yourself. Research. If you're a guy like us, we back ourselves to make the finals every year, right? Mm. If you're one of those guys, then you should be planning for your finals in your draft. Simple yeah. as that. I think one tip I'd give as well, and we do it in my comp anyway. So in my competition on draft, we're all in the same room. We've got butcher's paper around the wall with yep. everyone's team. And after you draft someone, you go and write up where you've got. Oh yeah. So the beauty of it is like if I was pick one, two, three, I know that I'm going to have two picks. Mm. But I know, for example, if you've both already got a halfback, I can leave a halfback for now. Yeah. I know it's going to be there. So it's yep. something that I would say to people that and it might take a little bit more extra effort. Maybe have a piece of paper next to you and just write down the people that are either mm. side of you just write down what their team looks like mm. and where their gaps are because yeah. then you can sort of predict which direction they're going to go. Uh, and as I said, it might mean that I can wait. You know, Obviously, it, it, it's a bad example when I'm one, but if I was six and there was five and seven and eight, you can sort of pick and choose yeah. where you leave your halfbacks, yeah, your hookers, right. whatever it might be. It also means you can fuck the guy next to you as well. Yeah, I love <laughs> exactly. that play. Yeah, I yeah. love that play. Which is huge. Last, yep. two, last two years, we've, we've gone back-to-back Yeah, picks. either side. So yeah. we've, we've, we've That's pretty much... Fuck each other yeah, I, yeah, I have the blinkers on. I'm just like, what would Walker pick? Yep, I'm picking that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ain't the fussed. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. Anything else to add before we hit the frog and toad, boys? That's about it. Yeah. It's pretty early to be talking about draft, which I love, but things are going to change. Um, yeah. Uh, but never too early oh. to start talking draft, baby. Fingers crossed we get some proper jewels this season. Fingers right. crossed. Fuck. Yeah, that's the big one. Don't it's hold your tough. breath. Uh, boys, the weekly rubdown, where can people find you? Platforms, podcast, hit us. Just, yeah, wherever you you get your social media, weekly rubdown is going to be there. Wherever you find your, your podcast as well. So um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord. Yeah. Everything, yeah, yeah go check everything. us out. It's going to be a huge preseason for the rubdown, as it always is. We'll kick off yeah. probably the first week of January. Yep. We'll start going through strength positions, of strength of schedule, buy. We'll have a, yeah. a whole episode on buys. Play and move buys. All sorts of stuff. We'll have the guru on to talk about boom, bust values. It's going to be a huge preseason. Yeah. We'll be kicking it off, baby. Ready yeah, to good. Ready to the only in. fans is pretty average. Some cold days up there from what oh, I've I gathered, but yeah, it's just Walker. Huh. It's just Walker at the moment. So That's yeah. right. one man, one car does not <laughs> has not been getting the viewership I was hoping. Uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys! Have a cracker. Make sure you go follow you. the weekly rubdown on all your platforms and podcasts. The best in the Supercoach Draft game. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you soon. Hey, Merry Christmas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.